Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Thank you to Morley Scott and Dave Campbell for uh, carrying the Eskimos presser with their new quarterback, Trevor Harris, as well as Brock Sunderland. Uh, Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex, PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. Now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices managed at Digitex.ca. You can reach us on a River Creek Resort Casino. It's a hotline at 780-496-0063. That's where we're going right now. Brian Burke, longtime NHL executive, now with NHL Hockey on Rogers and Sportsnet. Brian Burke, presented by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication solar. Brian, how are you? Good, Bob. How are you? Well, they've, the Oilers have got one win in the last nine games, and the team's fallen off the uh, path a bit here. So I think you probably know how I'm doing right now. So, And we have a very frustrated uh, fan base. And uh, there's a lot of hate out there for, and, and a lot of fans saying, you know, I, I, we wait, you know, this could be 12 out of 13 years out of the playoffs, and we've been patient enough. Uh, I would remind people that you still have a pretty good core, and maybe the most electrifying, exciting player we've seen in the last couple decades. But I'd like to get your perspective. What, what message would you give to the Oilers fan base right now? That they have every right to be frustrated. I mean, same thing when I got to Toronto. Yeah, my first my first day on the job, people are reminding me we haven't been in the playoffs in eight years. I'm like, I can't fix anything that happened before I got here, and that's the one right. thing I would say to fans is you have every right to be frustrated, but whoever the new guy is, he starts that day. His clock begins that day, even though your clock is eight years, nine years, ten years of failure. So I, I get the fan base. I, I'm a season ticket holder here in Toronto. I understood exactly how frustrated fans were here. But the, uh, the the key here is fixing it, and there are some assets. You can get as mad as you want. Connor McDavid is, if not the best player in the game, the second or third best player in the game, and I'll let people argue who that the other people are, but he's a stud. they got some good defensive pieces. There are some things there to work with. So all is not lost. They'll have a high pick. 
They haven't conceded the playoff spot yet, although after last night, I, I, I can't see them getting there. But it's uh, I share their frustration. I, I understand it. And so do I. I, I do, too. It's just when you live it, and that's the part of it. When you're in the moment, sometimes it's tough to shake it. Um, and we had a bit of a discussion as to how they got there as an organization. And, and again, I, I believe that, uh, you know, Peter's no longer with us as a, as a general manager and the president of hockey operations. I believe he, knowing Peter's personality, he had a fair amount of autonomy. I kind of went through maybe some of the influencers in trades. I'd like to get some thoughts from you on this. Like, as, as an example, how often did you rely on your coaches? How often did you rely on your pro scouts? Um, how often did you just make the call yourself when you made trades? How never. does that work? You never, never just relied yourself. on yourself? Never. Never by yourself? No, and you do the coaches last because they talk too much. And you don't want to waste their time. Like if you've got nine potential trades and only one or two of them might happen, you go to the coach nine times, you've distracted them nine times. And they right. talk too much. They, they they call, they think they're helpful because they call and they'll say, well, I don't know Joe Schwartz, but my assistant coach from two years ago in the American League does, so I'll call him. Next thing you know, it's out there that you're interested in the player. So the coaches absolutely bring in for two reasons. One, they have good insight. They're smart guys. And two, if it's a non-starter with that coach, you don't want to make that deal anyway. If you're bringing in a guy that this coach hates, and he's going to be. A, it's just going to be a problem. There's no sense fighting with your coach for the next two years. You don't make the deal. So, for example, with Mark Crawford in Vancouver, who was lovely to work with, and he called him and he'd say, "Yeah, I think that guy could help," or he'd say, "Look, Berkey, I I don't want nothing to do with that guy, so don't do it." But I was lucky. I always had a really strong right hand man, a really strong assistant GM with Dave Nolan and Bob Murray, and these are guys who were totally unafraid would tell me you're out of your mind for even thinking about that. So totally independent input and no fear of losing their job or getting slapped or anything else. They'd say, no, I wouldn't do that. I think you're crazy. And then pro scouts are lucky to have some really good pro scouts. You'd bring them in. So it's a collaborative thing. I've, I've never heard of a GM making a trade on his own. First off, you got to clear it with ownership. You know, like we all have a boss. My boss is Ken King. So, yes, I had a lot of autonomy, but... When Tre Living comes to me and says, "I'd like to do this deal," I say, "Okay, let's. We'll go down and we'll talk to Ken. Like ownership's got a right to sign off on all of these things if there's money involved, which there always is. So, right. if a guy pulls the trigger, which happens, like on the FNF trade, at the end of the day, I pulled the trigger, but we had everyone, everyone had bought in and ownership had signed off on it. Now, there's a question of, did I want to do it? So, um, Wait, no, sorry, just sorry, I educated. You you were in Toronto when you acquired him at that time, is that correct? Yes, and and at that point we had talked. I talked to Daryl Sutter. It's a seven-player trade. It's a huge trade, and we had agreed we would do it on Sunday. And uh, Daryl said I need Sunday morning to meet with ownership and explain it. So I said, Daryl, Saturday night's hockey night in Canada. Um, all seven players in this deal are playing, including Keith Ollie, who was playing in Abbotsford, and Daryl Sutter, who's as Honest the guy as you'll ever meet said, I'll do this deal sight unseen. Even if all the guys I'm acquiring get hurt, I'll do this deal. And I said, okay, so will I. So we got through the, the Toronto game, everyone was healthy. Got through the Calgary game, everyone was healthy. And then Abbotsford game ended like 40 minutes later. Keith Ollie made it through. We made the deal the next deal. But we had total sign-off, gone to owners, the whole thing. Oh, and that was a big deal. Big and you were gone from Toronto when the Leafs flipped them off to Ottawa, right? 
uh, Fanon? Yes. Yep. Yeah, you were, you were in Calgary at that point? Yep. Yeah. Brian Burke joining us right now. When do you know – so I'm, I'm going to give you an, an, another perspective here. So there was a trade made with Ryan Strom, third-line center. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't excite a lot of people around the league, but he was a useful player. He was sort of reinventing himself the way Marty Reasoner did, right, where Marty had some offensive ability in college, but was, you know, third-line guy, right shot, wins some, you know, not a great face-off guy, but working on it, working on being a PK guy. Peter Shirelli had Ryan Spooner in Boston, so he would know Ryan Spooner in Boston. But the other part of the equation here is the Oilers called Cooper Marody up at the same time. And I, I, and I think that there was a thought that maybe Cooper Marody would be closer to what they realized he actually is. Like he just doesn't skate well enough yet at this stage. How difficult is it for a manager to assess where a player from the minors is at in terms of his ability to transition to the NHL? Well, last year I was down in Bakersfield for a game, and Pete Shirley was there. He was there watching two games. So it's not like he just left that to his staff. I saw him there. Um, I think the I think I've seen Keith Gretzky there in the past. I've seen him in Stockton. Yep. Um, their staff. Mac, the he's been there a lot. Yeah. They, yep. Well, the Evans the Evans staff work at it. Like if they're getting things wrong, it's not for lack of effort. So the uh, the no, the ability to. Look at a guy playing in the American League and project him. So you say a Cooper Merodia, a Brian Burke, a, a Kevin Lowe, whoever the player is. You're watching him play at American League speed against American League players, and you're saying to yourself, can he play at the next level? It's very difficult to do. But we have people, that's their sole job, is to develop those guys and tell us when they're ready. So if the player development guy comes to you and your AHL coach comes to you, and says, you know, Brian Burke's ready, then we we got to believe that. we got to give him a shot. And that's when we try and find an opening and get him a, a game in him. Someone gets banged up, maybe instead of putting in the extra four, we call a kid up and give him a game. So it's, it's a very involved process. There's a lot of skilled, trained people involved at every step of the way. I think sometimes people think, oh, someone got hurt in Edmonton. Who are they going to call up? Well, we'll just pick a name out of a hat. The key is what grid, what box is he in on your team? So if it's a physical third-line left winger that gets hurt, you're probably not bringing up your highest skill guy. You're probably not bringing up Yamamoto. You're probably bringing up a hard-nosed, low-skill guy that can fill that box. That's how we did it, all, all my teams. We're joined by Brian Burke, presented by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Brian, how many times... Uh, did you have guys in on AHL deals that you ended up having to sign NHL deals because of what they were accomplishing um, with the uh, uh, with the minor league team? Because we've got a couple guys down there right now. Logan Day's a right shot defenseman. He's been fantastic. And even Evan Poli is a tough kid, and there's less of that than ever before. These guys have been important parts of their team and, and changing things around. Yeah, not very often. The scouts... The scouts don't miss a lot of guys for a good reason. So you see all these college free agents and the odd Canadian college free agent, the odd junior free agent that the scouts missed. They usually miss for a reason. So that Garnet Hathaway came in on an AHL deal and earned yep. an NHL deal. Over time, I'm sure probably a dozen guys did that with me in my career. I'm drawing a blank on names other than Hathaway. But, yes, it happens. And, yeah, and that's that's like signing a college free agent to play. So you get a player that's on your team at no asset cost. So that's a good thing. 
found money. Uh, If you were the Philadelphia Flyers, you've got Carter Hart. He has a a guy that uh, has spent a lot of time with him, Cam Talbot. As a bit of a mentor, Carter's obviously a short park kid. He's the goaltender of the future in Philadelphia. If you were Chuck Fletcher, would that make sense from your perspective to bring a guy like Talbot in on an expiring deal? Yes. Yeah, and maybe re-sign him. I mean, Cam Talbot, there's no guarantee that Cam Talbot can't rediscover the magic of two years ago. He just probably needs some time, and uh, he, if he can get back to that level, it could be a steal. And and there's a way to do that deal with, with Edmonton with some insurance in it, that if he wins so many games or does so many things, they get another pickback or something. So, yeah, there's some logic there. That's something that our guys got tipped about during the game last night, that that might happen, and we talked about it. Right. Yeah, well, and, I mean, if you're an agent representing two young goaltenders in the same organization, maybe you'd want one of those goalies moved out as part of a deal like that. Time will tell, I yeah, guess. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not giving up on Cam Talbot. I'm not giving up on him. I think that uh, I understand why the Oilers had to pick one over the other, and I think Koskinen's outplayed him this year. No question. No problem. This is not said judgmentally. But I'm not sure Cam Talbot's not going to go somewhere and put the pieces back together and get his game back. I, I, we were very involved in that deal when I was with Calgary, when he ended up in Edmonton. We were very interested in him, and I'm not quitting on Cam Talbot. Well, they wanted Hamilton, too. You guys got Hamilton. You guys could have used the goaltender. Talbot might have, well, I mean, he certainly had uh, a higher ceiling in any of the years than any of the you guys. I mean, with all due respect to guys like Elliott and stuff like that, I think he, Cam's probably had a better body of work, even though he struggled this season. Brian, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us here on Oilers Now. My pleasure. Thanks, Bob. You bet. Brian Burke, presented by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. This is Oilers Now. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Heartland Ford, not your small-town dealership with a huge state-of-the-art facility experience, the difference of Heartland Ford. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Short Park. And a reminder, if you're looking for family day plans, the Oilers will be hosting a autograph session at West Edmonton Mall Family Day, Monday 1 to 3 p.m. Fans will have a chance to get an autograph from a couple different Oilers on a piece of their own memorabilia or a picture supplied at the event. Don't miss your chance to connect with your favorite players. Be there early to secure your spot. All the information at WEM, that's WM.ca backslash Oilers. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Neil Troiani to talk to us about Star Wars Day, the Edmonton Oil Kings on Monday, and then we'll get to some of your texts. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.